friend of show, on every week with us, senior reporter, Vegas Insider. My Is that the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard somebody say? We're talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs in 54 straight years without a cup, and he's like, well, you know, I'm biased, but as a Packers fan, we invented ways to lose. You got two Super Bowls and a two Hall of Fame quarterbacks over that era. Hmm. He's the worst. This is what we have to deal with, man. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to bag on Ryan here. I do I do understand his pain. I still kind of, even though the Broncos have gotten got back-to-backs, starting with the Packers win, and then later under Manning nabbed another one, I still can't get out of my head in the 96 season when they basically gave up like third and 70 to the Ravens in the playoffs. Or no, that was 2012. Sorry, that was, yeah. before, the, that was before the second Super Bowl, like 10 years ago or so. They gave up basically third and 70 to the Ravens. And then back in 96, sorry, um, so I'm old, as you can tell. Back in 96, <laughs> I still haven't gotten over them losing to the Jags. They probably, they possibly could have won three in a row. But they would have had to go through the Packers twice if they did that, which would have been bad for Ryan. So I'm glad that Ryan at least, the, the Broncos bowed out graciously yep. to the Jags back in the mid-90s to allow the, the Packers to go get a Super Bowl win for Ryan. So It worked out for both of us, actually, Pat, because we got to beat did. the Patriots and Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> and then the next year, yep. I was all excited. But I didn't. That one didn't crush me because I was like, all right, they won last year. You got Elway got his Super Bowl. I mean, yep. he deserved it. He was – and Terrell Davis was so damn good. Hey, Pat, I know they want to talk about the NBA playoffs. I actually really quickly wanted to start with the NHL with the Stanley Cup playoffs just mm-hmm. because sure. uh, they're going down right now. And I know Boston has to be a pretty big liability seeing as, uh, you know, they had the greatest regular season in NHL history. Uh, what else – what would be a good result? What would be a bad result for the book as far as uh, NHL futures? Boston is really, I'm mean, look, and this isn't going to be the case necessarily for everybody, but I think for the bulk of the larger operators in Massachusetts, Boston is hugely bad. Um, they're hugely bad nationally because of just all the influx of money that's coming in in Massachusetts. And actually, my well, one of my peers with Better Collective, uh, Chris Altruda, had a report today on just how much money came in in March. Uh, in sports betting in Massachusetts, and it was a fat number. It was well over half a billion dollars. It was uh, like five, almost $570 million. So, and granted, March Madness plays a huge role in that, but also the launch of mobile, having that access, having a great hockey team, having a great basketball team, both of which have outstanding chances to win the title. So Boston is really bad for probably multiple books, but specific to BetMGM, fine host of BetMGM tonight, Christian Cipollini told me uh, a couple of days ago, we were going back and forth on all this, and he said, the Bruins are by far our biggest root against. They make up nearly all of the liability. And he noted that the Boston market, not the sandwich shop, but the betting market, really played a role. He said before the Massachusetts launch, the Bruins were a great outcome. He said it really took a while for the public to catch on, even though the Bruins were on fire basically from the first puck drop. Uh, he said around January 1st, uh, the book was still a decent winner for the book. But into February, that started to change. And he said the Bruins are now biggest liability by a wide, wide margin. Really, the only other team that BetMGM is looking to avoid is the Rangers. Uh, also very popular, made some made some good trades and, 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 and beefed up. And he said the Avalanche are, at the moment, a small winner. So they take it, but they're like a small winner. That's like their third worst outcome is a small win. So they like Avalanche out of there, too. They're just trying to dodge the Bruins, the Avs, and the Rangers. And if they get anybody else, they're probably in pretty good shape. Hey, Pat, I'm, I'm curious about uh, just that Sacramento versus uh, Golden mm-hmm. State series. 
We talked last week about uh, the Golden State Warriors being minus 275 for the series. And now all of a sudden, even though the Kings did what they were supposed to do, which was just win the games at home, now all of a sudden Golden State's actually plus 135 uh, to win the series. How has uh, the books needs shifted throughout the course of before the series started to now? It's interesting. And by the way, I'm sorry about your dubs. Trista, yeah, I'm really sorry about sad. that. Um, I hope I hope you can manage. I, I know you know there's big you got a big game at home later this week, so hanging in. Wink, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. It's like that Monty Python skit. Nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so you have to catch some of that if you haven't. Again, I'm dating myself here, but th- this is interesting, Trista, because game two at multiple books, including BetMGM. They were flooded on the spread and the money line. Granted, small spread, but still, spread and money line flooded to the Warriors. Everybody thought the Warriors were going to bounce back and win that game. So um, uh, so that honestly was a good outcome for the books. But uh, Halver Eglin, and going, another BetMGM trader, has been going back and forth with me throughout the playoffs on futures odds and even some of the, uh, the series odds on kind of a day-to-day basis as things evolve. And this kind of touches on both. But... He said for the series, they love the public loves the love the plus money on the Kings at that, you know, prior to game one when they were, you know, plus two ten, plus two fifteen, plus two twenty, depending on where you shop. And he said ahead of game two, they're still loving the plus money on the Kings. And he was actually kind of surprised that the Warriors were still, you know, in that minus one fifty, minus one sixty range after losing game one uh, in the series. But he said as far as um uh, and I apologize, I got a light being a little flaky over here. But, uh, you know, as, as far as uh, the need for this series, they probably would like to see Sacramento advance maybe one, you know, really they could take either one of these. He would take either one of these teams getting out of this series. But honestly, the Warriors and the Kings, he said, are pretty substantial losers for us going forward. If you look into the Futures book, Championship Futures, both these teams are bad for BetMGM. You could get the Kings at very long numbers, and I don't think you did that, did you, Trista? Did you get Kings at a long I, number? I, um, <laughs> yeah, fifty to fifty to one. I don't want to put the limit jam on you. You're supposed to say no, 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 no. I never touch the Kings. I'm a warrior. Oh yeah, fan. no, no. You're right. Um, you're right. I would never. I would never do something so disgusting. She, she forgot yeah. the mush already. <laughs> I under, I understand. So. Um, but really, these are these are teams that are both bad, and you can see why with the with the Warriors being the defending champs. Obviously, they're going to get a get a look, and you've been able to get a little bit longer price on the Warriors over the course of the season. Not super long, but longer uh, than you'd normally see the Warriors. And then the Kings, if you got in early, apparently enough people got in early uh, and often probably uh, to to stack up some liability at some bigger prices, and you can still get a decent price. I think they're still, but. BetMGM just a few days ago, it was the the Kings were sixty six to one. Now they're twenty two to one. It's funny how that changes when you go up 2-0 in the defending champions. It, it changes a lot of things. <laughs> I have the Warriors yep. at 17-1 to to win the title, and I'm not feeling good about it, just so you guys sit over here and get all excited about Trista's dubs. I actually <laughs> have them, and I feel horrible about this. What about the Lakers? The Lakers went from 16-1 to to 10-1, to and we talked so much about an open Western conference, and you, know, mm-hmm. you could poke holes in so many different teams. If the Warriors then go down... On top of that, yes. that may have more people jumping on the Lakers. Like I said, ten to one now. What, what in terms of liability or just overall interest has there been in the Lakers? The Lakers' interest is huge from game to game. That series is really, really popular, and I think you know, uh, you know, John Morant and the Grizzlies kind of do their part 
to make it a popular series. But now you've got John Moran injured, and you know we don't really know his status at this point with the hand injury. But the Lakers are just hugely popular, not only in the series, uh, you know, going game to game and on the series odds, but also in the championship futures market. And they are a huge problem for BetMGM. Just would be a nasty result. Great result for betters. And and you know we should remind everybody we want to see betters do well here. We want us we want all of us on this side of the counter to win some money. But this would be a bad bad result for the Lakers. And 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 to your point, Nick, if the if the Warriors get knocked out, I mean, look, the Warriors were a pretty decent favorite to win that series against the Kings in a six versus three matchup for a team that only had eleven road wins all regular season. So. To me, if you're to extra- what I would extrapolate from that is they probably would make the Warriors favorites against almost anybody in the West. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe not the Lakers. I don't know. Maybe not the Suns. I don't know. But it would be, you know, it would be closer than you might think. So if the Warriors are suddenly out, the defending champions are gone, and 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 we've seen how some of these other series have unfolded. Some of these uh, uh, underdogs have you know got off to good starts in Game One. You know, you can't really count the Lakers out, and they're going to start sweating behind the counter, but. Anyway, long story short, what Halver Eglund said behind the counter at Benham is um, what they would really want, an ideal scenario, just because they like the Lakers being in the playoffs because they attract so much attention, they attract churn, they get a lot of interest, a lot of bets come in. They'd like to see the Lakers get to the conference finals and then wave bye-bye. Oh, Pat, the series I wanted to ask you about, uh, so you had the Cavs were minus 215, I believe, entering mm-hmm. game one, entering game two, the Knicks minus 158 favorites to take the series. And Cleveland wins, so they're evened up now, one apiece. They go back to New York. I know New York's obviously a big market. People want to bet the Knicks, I guess. But what would be a good result for the book there? Uh, would it be the Cavs, or would it be the Knicks uh, winning that series? I went back and forth just just earlier today before the tip-offs of these games today, with again, with Halver Eglin at BetMGM. And this has been interesting. It's uh, you know the cat. I think the Cavs are getting some support. The Knicks are probably getting more support. And I'm going to take a look real quick and just see how um, tonight's game, because I think I've got the splits on this. Yes, for tonight's game, uh, pretty good two-way action on this game. Honestly, a very modest lean toward the Cavaliers in both sides to bounce back and win Game Two, which they did. And Howard didn't really say that they're concerned about who wins this series, but what he did say is this series in the East is the one getting the most interest. And he said, we'd love for this to go seven games. And that's because, to your, you know, uh, to your point, Ryan, the Knicks are popular. You know, it's a huge market. They're going to get a ton of interest. So he said, uh, we'd love for the game to go seven series, then, uh, seven games. The Knicks advancing would be a loser, he actually said. Doesn't sound like a big one, but a loser. But he said, we'll gladly take that result since the Knicks garner so much interest. They want to see that churn. So they wouldn't mind taking a loss on the series odds to get a lot of money in on this series. Probably yeah. keeping in mind that the Knicks don't have much a chance to go beyond this series if, if they happen to get beyond this and series. Really quickly, sticking in the East, did you see any action mm-hmm. come in on Miami after the Giannis injury and then, you know, the x-ray comes back and the Bucks get good news? It looks like he may be, may be able to give it a go even in Game 2. Uh, did you see Miami take any action or Milwaukee take any action? Right. I hadn't even looked into Wednesday's games yet. Okay. I should have asked. I should have oh, asked no, I meant for the about series. That, but... I'm sorry. I meant for the oh, series oh, when Giannis went down, if Miami took any action. Uh, just, you know, because I know they lost I would, as well. Right. I would guess that that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that probably, uh, you know, bumped some, you know, bumped some stock as well. But okay. I haven't followed up on that with series odds yet because I was waiting until tomorrow ahead of game, ahead of game two to do that. So okay. I'm a step behind you here, man. I apologize. No, no, no. no you're good. <laughs> 
What about the series prices, uh, Pat, in terms of just like volume for the Atlanta Hawks to get swept? Was that something that took the, the, the books took a lot of volume on? or Because or, it feels like that was a very I, obvious choice. I think, now I'm, I'm speculating just a little bit here, but I'm going to say yes. Um, and be, but only be, only anecdotally because of what Halver at Venom Jam told me ahead of yesterday's games, and I'm going back to my uh, uh, to my notes on this real quickly here. Um, it was yeah the 76ers Nets series, which I think is kind of you know similar in a sense. Um, and what Halver said about that was the 76ers are a small loser for us as it stands, and we'd like to avoid a sweep. But this, and and I think he probably feels much the same way about the Celtics Hawks. Just wants to try to avoid a sweep. But he did say earlier today, just about every bet we've taken on the series, even at these huge numbers, has been on the Celtics. And I would, what I would guess people are doing, to your point, Trista, is also taking sweep or five games or something like that, just to get a better number than betting the series odds, which are absolutely astronomical at this point. And I don't think anybody's really going to be betting the series price uh, going forward on this series. Yeah, especially watching how the Hawks looked again tonight against the Celtics. Uh, not good. I think all of us are here talking about a, a sweep. I, I bet it. I think everybody else should bet it because I think they're going to sweep the Hawks. They look terrible. Patrick Everson, Vegas Insider. Thanks, Always Pat. good talking to you, man. Looking you bet. Good. You all have a, good, have a good week. Have a good week. Good luck to those dubs, Trista. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dubs. Go Dubs. <laughs>